Hello, and welcome to a podcast accompanying the January 2019 issue of The Lancet Oncology. I'm Gavin Cleaver. In this issue, we have a paper on the long-term results of the Zuma 1 trial. I'm delighted to be joined on the line today to discuss these results by author Professor Fred Locke. Uh, so, Professor Locke, could you briefly explain what CAR T-cell therapy is and tell us a little bit about its role in large B-cell lymphoma? Absolutely, yeah. CAR-T, or CAR T-cell therapy, is a form of cellular immunotherapy where T-lymphocytes, or T-cells, are engineered to express a gene and encode the associated protein, which is called a chimeric antigen receptor, or CAR. The CAR consists of an extracellular antigen binding domain and an intracellular signaling domain. And these CAR T cells have then all been redirected against a single target, whatever the CAR would recognize. The current standard of care approved CAR T cell therapies are for uh, targeting CD19, which is a B cell surface protein and um, is on the surface of acute lymphoblastic leukemias and uh, B cell lymphomas. So the role in large B cell lymphoma is that we now have two different CD19-directed CAR T cell therapies uh, approved in the United States by the FDA and also in the EU for the treatment of patients whose lymphoma, whose large B cell lymphoma has progressed despite receiving two uh, traditional lines of, of therapy. So tell us a little bit about the findings from Zuma 1. And, and uh, as well, uh, it would be really cool to hear how your results have changed or not changed with an additional year of follow-up. Yeah, so so the Zuma 1 trial is a multi-center single arm phase 1 trial for patients with diffuse large B cell lymphoma and its variants transformed follicular lymphoma or primary mediastinal B cell lymphoma. And the patients enrolled onto the Zuma 1 trial had chemorefractory disease, meaning at best they had stable disease or progression to their last line of therapy or relapsed less than one year after a prior autologous hematopoietic stem cell transplant. Now, we know for these uh, large cell lymphoma patients who are chemorefractory, we know from robust historical data, the Scholar 1 meta-analysis, that these patients would have a one in four chance of even responding to more chemotherapy and would have only a 7% chance of obtaining a complete response with existing therapies. So prior to CAR-T, there's not many options for these people. In the phase one portion of Zuma 1, we settled on the, the conditioning chemotherapy dose, which is given prior to infusion of CAR T cells, and the number of CAR T cells were confirmed because the therapy was previously tested at the National Cancer Institute in a single center trial. And then in the pivotal phase two portion of the Zuma 1 trial, which supported the US FDA and EU approvals of the therapy, 111 patients were enrolled, 101 patients were able to receive infusion of axicaptogene cellulosal which is the name of the CAR T-cell therapy. And uh, it uh, caused two main categories of toxicities, which were expected, cytokine release syndrome and neurologic toxicity. And severe grade 3 or higher cytokine release syndrome was seen in 11%, and severe grade 3 or higher neurotoxin, 32%. Again, these are expected, and these generally go away within, within one month. Now, our article in the Lancet Oncology presents long-term follow-up of the Zuma-1 trial, again, testing axicaptogene cellulosal for patients with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and its variants. And our previously reported response rates and complete response rates of 83% and 58% 
which compare very favorably with the historical data. Again, 7% could be expected to achieve a complete response with chemotherapy, and now 58% of these same patients are having complete responses on the ZUMA-1 trial. And those results were unchanged with our longer follow-up uh, published in the Lancet Oncology. So uh, what we have now is 27.1 months median follow-up, and all patients have had a chance for two years of follow-up since a single infusion of uh, axacaptogene silalusil, the CD19-directed CAR T-cell therapy. And the, and the median overall survival for these patients has not yet been reached. And in fact, 39% of patients remain in ongoing response again, with a 27.1-month median follow-up. And this is really pretty remarkable, again, given the, the chances of, of even responding to standard chemotherapy would be about 25% for these patients. And we now have close to 40% in ongoing response beyond two years. And we know in lymphoma, in large-cell lymphoma, that durable response is two years after upfront chemotherapy or consolidative autologous transplant are are really suggestive of longer remissions that, that may continue. Um, so th this is really encouraging that uh, that these patients who've received a single infusion of axacaptogene silalusil CAR T-cell therapy on the ZUMA-1 trial may never have recurrence of their lymphoma. Uh, there's a couple other key findings that, that we also uh, published in the Lancet Oncology. In this issue, uh, we found that for patients who are in partial response or complete response 90 days after a single infusion of axacaptogene silalusil, those patients have a chance for ongoing remission at 24 months of about 75%. So again, patients who 90 days after a single infusion of CAR-T have a 75% chance of remaining in remission 24 months after the therapy is given, uh, suggesting that sort of consolidative approaches, in particular consolidative allogeneic transplant approaches or other transplant approaches, are not necessary to sustain those remissions. Um, we also showed uh, some um, data that patients who are in remission at one year and two years out of the therapy can have recovery of their normal CD19-positive B cells, suggesting that persistence of the of the axacaptogene cellulosal CAR T cell, at least functional persistence circulating the, in the blood, is not necessary to sustain remissions. Patients can recover their normal CD19 B cells and remain in remission um, with about 75% uh, of patients at two years who are in remission recovering normal B cells. And then finally, the safety um, of the therapy out to two years is uh, it, it does appear safe. Um, there were four patients who had serious adverse events, um, all of which uh, were not attributed to axacaptogene silalusil. So, so um, it's, it's pretty remarkable results for a patient population that does, doesn't have other options. Hmm. That sounds very impressive. How does it compare to, to results from other CAR T-cell therapy trials? So there are a number of other uh, large multicenter CAR T-cell therapy trials. The Juliet trial um, is one of those. Uh, the Juliet trial tests an alternative CD19-directed CAR T-cell therapy, which is very similar to uh, axacaptogene silalusil. The Juliet trial uh, alternately tests Tisagen leclusil uh, for a similar patient population with diffuse large B cell lymphoma and transformed follicular lymphoma, and uh, there are there are key differences in the in the design and conduct of the Zuma one and Juliet trials, making really direct comparisons of efficacy and toxicity almost impossible. 
So, for example, patients on Zuma-1 must not have responded to their last line of chemotherapy, whereas patients on the Juliet trial may have just relapsed after their last line of therapy and been eligible. Uh, another major difference is that on the Juliet trial, 90% of patients received bridging chemotherapy, meaning after their cell, their T cells were collected via apheresis for manufacture of CAR T, they got additional chemo to keep them in remission, whereas uh, on the Zuma-1 trial, that was not allowed. Patients had to have their cells collected and had to wait the, uh, on average, uh, 17-days uh, turnaround time to get those CAR-T cells back to their center. So these sorts of things confound comparisons of results. Um, other things include the number of patients enrolled who actually received infusion of CAR-T cell therapy, and some, a lower percent on the Juliet study as compared to the Zuma-1 and also different grading criteria used to measure the toxicities. However, despite all the differences in trial design between Juliet and Zuma-1, in general, the durable response rates for the large cell lymphoma patients uh, beyond a year or a year and a half after a single infusion of either therapy appear uh, pretty similar for those that, that did receive infusion of either tisagen leclusal on the Juliet study or axacaptogen silaleucil on the Zuma-1 study. Uh, so um, both therapies um, have approvals and um, are being utilized uh, and, and both uh, certainly have promise for patients who are without other treatment options. Well, so looking to the future then, what's the future for both CAR T-cell therapy and, and for future trials in this area as well? Well, so the first thing is that we've got 40% of patients who are in durable remission after a single infusion of axacaptogene cellulosal CAR T-cell therapy, and that's 40% of patients who otherwise uh, would uh, very likely uh, have, no, have not made it to two years. Um, that's fantastic, but we really need to do better. Why are 60% 60, 60 of the patients who receive an infusion um, either not responding or progressing? And so ongoing work is being done to identify um, whether we can predict ahead of time, whether we can alter some characteristics of the manufacturing manufactured CAR T-cell product to make response rates better for lymphoma and also uh, B-cell ALL patients. Uh, in addition, there's alternative targets being tested, and the one that uh, likely holds the most promise is a target called BCMA, or B-cell maturation antigen, which is on the surface of multiple myeloma cells. And there are uh, ongoing clinical trials and, and pivotal registrational uh, clinical trials to test out BCMA-directed CAR T-cell therapies, which... Uh, I suspect will lead to FDA approvals of BCMA-directed CAR T-cell therapy in the United States sometime in, in uh, 2020, if, if the trials uh, go as, um, as we expect. In addition, uh, there's a lot of work being done on off-the-shelf CAR T-cell therapy, um, uh, CAR T-cells that could just be uh, banked or warehoused so we don't have to collect the cells from the patient and manufacture CAR T cells from themselves. And, and in fact, um, one of the possible reasons CAR T doesn't work for every patient is because they may have inadequate CAR T cells. Some factors may, may make them not ideal for uh, getting rid of their, their cancers. And so if we had an off-the-shelf product, that um, might be preferable. But that uh, requires uh, 
uh, some manipulations, either uh, editing of the of the antigens or or the T cell receptors of the of the um, the donated or off-the-shelf CAR T cell therapy, so it doesn't get rejected by the patient. So there's a number of ongoing trials to test out those off-the-shelf alginate CAR Ts, but it remains to be seen if they can match the results with these autologous uh, CD19 CAR T cell therapies. Um, so, and then of course there's a number of new there's uh, hundreds of CAR T cell trials being tested in multiple countries. Uh, against many different tumor targets, um, and I expect uh, one day in the future we'll have uh, CAR T cell therapy for solid tumors as well. It yeah, was some really interesting implications, and you can uh, you can read this follow-up to Zuba One on the Lancet Oncology here at thelancet.com. Fred Locke, thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.